Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. for Batter Up, the definitive Atlanta Braves podcast with host Joe Patrick and Caleb Johnson giving you exclusive insight into our Braves from Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Joe and Caleb. Welcome into Batter Up. Caleb Johnson here with my co-host Joe Patrick coming to you on Tuesday, June the 15th where I don't really know where to say we stand with the Braves, but... We are where we are, and that is how I will melodramatically welcome you in, Joe Patrick. How you doing, man? I'm good. Time is a flat circle. You know, we missed our podcast last week. We just we had did. some schedule difficulties. Apologies to everybody about that. But, you know, I come back today, and it's like, did we really miss anything? I mean, of course, Ooh. we missed some events. We're going to talk about some of the stuff, yeah. all, all that. But overall, it's just like the same. I feel like every time I go in and set up our little Facebook page to go live here, it's always like, roller coaster season continues because... It's always about the Braves just going it's like a it's like a wavelength going up and down. And it's like every time they hit that five hundred mark, boop, it turns back down. And I just heard a stat today. I think actually I, I listened to a couple podcasts. Um, Grant McCauley and I think Brad Rowland both mentioned it. The Braves are one of three teams that have yet to be above five hundred this season, along Ouch. with <laughs> the Miami Marlins and the Texas Rangers, baby. And the Atlanta Braves. Let's go. <laughs> so not quite the company. That we want to keep. But hey, I've been teasing it to you before we started recording this. You did. So it is time. It is time for the surprise. I have done some research coming into this, and I'm presenting to you a quiz. Are you ready to take a quiz? I am very afraid to take this quiz, but sure, <laughs> we'll, we'll go. I'm, just, I'm going to ask you some questions, and you just give me your best guess, and we'll see, okay. we'll see, how, we'll see how, kind of, how sharp you are in terms of uh, where your mind meets reality in, in Braze land. Okay, so... What do you want to start with, pitching or hitting? Uh, we'll go pitching. All right, let's go with pitching. How many blown saves does Will Smith have this year? This year. Hmm. How many blown saves? Is it more than three? The answer is one. He has one blown save. Now, he's given up some runs and some tie games, but I found that stat fascinating because it okay. d- certainly seems like he has more, right? Yeah, I was, I was, I was going with three, and I was like, <laughs> is that 
Is that too high, too low? Okay, one. Wow. Okay. okay. So I've, Not I've so got, bad. So I've, so I've got one more pitching one, uh, and again, it's with the bullpen. And I'm just simply asking you, the bullpen. What what is the bullpen ERA, and where does where and where would it rank in Major League Baseball? Bullpen ERA has been much better as of recent. I'm trying to think. Uh, it's gonna be. A, thinking it's gonna be less than two um uh, and where does it rank i'll say ninth best in major league baseball this year yes the braves bullpen era is 4.77 and ranks 26th in major league baseball this year okay Compar- compared to last year they had a 3.5 era now that might not sound great that does rank fourth last year's bullpen era was 3.5 but also the Braves had way more bullpen innings pitched last year because no starting pitcher could seem to go past like four innings last year for the Braves in that really weird season. So quite a downturn there. But I don't think it's as much of a downturn as some of these hitting stats. So let me ask you this one. Or let's go with this one first. In one-run games, the Braves in 2019 and 2020 combined were 38-22. and 22. In one-run games, that's a 6.33 winning percentage. That's mm-hmm. I mean, you don't need me to tell you that's very impressive and probably unsustainable. Sure. So, what would you say their record in one-run games is this year? Uh, how many? Or, total... or what would their winning percentage be? However, you want to give me the answer. Winning, okay. Winning percentage is definitely polar opposite of what it was that season. So, if it was 63 percent that year, I'll say 30. 30 percent winning. 30% winning percentage yeah this year. Not that low. It's 421 winning percentage at 8 and 11 so far this year, but still that is a huge decrease and you know from what we've seen and I feel, again, this is something that we've touched on before on this show, but I feel like that's one of the reasons this season feels so frustrating is because the Braves are just not getting the results in some of those games where we've almost it's almost come like second nature where you just expect them to win those one-run games much more often than they lose them. Um, and I think there's another stat out there. I don't have it exactly, but I think uh, I want to say Brad Rowland talked about it on Talking Chop that, um, what was it? It was like after, when they're winning after the sixth inning, this year they're like 23-6 and six or something, and the previous two seasons combined, they're 103-6 and six or something like something crazy like that. So they were almost never losing games before late in the game. Okay, um, speaking of late in the game, uh, what is the Braves' batting average in what is termed as late and close games, which is the seventh inning or later when the team is up by one run, tied, or has the tying run on deck? This season, right? This season. What is their batting average in those situations? Yeah, that's going to be, that's definitely going to be below 200. Uh, Let's go 175. (laughs) <laughs> that is low is 195 which i found shockingly okay. low yeah um, no i, I, mean, I knew that, it was I, going to be this year I, it's just that has been the thing that was most exciting about previous braves teams that i think is part of the reason why this year they're so hard to watch is because they are back to that i keep comparing this team probably to i've been too rough to compare this team to 2016 <laughs> to like some of those years, it was whoo, really hard to watch. And I think about those. I think about those years 
where I could comfortably leave the game at the seventh inning and know what the score was going to be. Mm Because those also, yeah, I'm thinking those were college days too when like, you know, 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. classes existed the next day and I wasn't staying for a full nine innings. And I feel like we're kind of back to that with this team where if it ain't fixed before the seventh, it's likely not going to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one more again, and this is kind of along the similar lines, but, and I'll, I'll just tell you the stats here. Uh, you don't need to guess cause it's kind of similar, but I was they're just overall they're hitting in the last three innings, the seventh, eighth and ninth innings this year regard. And this is, doesn't take into the fact that the, if the score is close or not, but still they're only hitting two ten in the last three innings of games. That's a, with a six eighty two OPS. Now to compare that to the previous two years, previous two years have been quite close uh, in terms of what they've been what they've hit in those innings, which is actually very good. Uh, in 2019, they hit 265. In 2020, they hit 262, which is well above league average. Both of those numbers and the OPS numbers were 824 in 2019 and 819 in 2020. So that's like pretty impressive batting in the last three innings and in those last two years. And again, I feel like that's where this Braves team built an identity, you know, and they were always a team that was always had the capability to come back. You never felt like they were out of it until that last out was, you know, in the glove. And not only did it feel like that, like we heard that from, you know, it felt, we heard that from players, players talked about it. Brian Snicker talked about it. There seemed to be like, they really rallied in those innings. And this year, it just feels like the complete opposite. It feels like, not only do you like not really feel like there's any chance of coming back in a game, but even holding on to a lead, it feels like you're just trying to like hold on to the edge of a cliff and and avoid falling. And it, it like even in a bra- game like the Braves had on Sunday against the Marlins, where you know they were up five nothing comfortably, uh, or pretty early, and that's when uh when Ronald Acuna came out of the game. It's still like that game ended six four. Like it was not you know exactly tied up until that thing was over, and so. It's just such a different feeling this year. Uh, and I think that the, the, some of those stats speak volumes. So um, it's just kind of fascinating. Well, so first off, I feel like I just, you know. Oh, thank you. Little, thank you. little, little round of applause there for, for stat. Yeah, stat man Joe Patrick coming out strong. I, I still, this whole time we've been talking, I, I've been sitting on the fact that I said a sub two ERA for the bullpen and I, don't I'm, I'm trying to like what was I what number was going on in my head that didn't come out correctly I think I was thinking sub four but even still I mean it, if you had told me it was I don't know six I probably would have believed you uh that yes the pressure it's the pressure of of the the, the pop quiz I was never good in school uh, those sorts <laughs> of things uh, this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, the other thing that I'm thinking of is this is kind of like a pulling the curtain back for guys like us of people who may be listening who think, oh, like you media guys, like, you know, you you love watching the Braves. No, 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 no. There's something about this season. It's been painful mm-hmm. to watch mm-hmm. these games. Like at I I am now I have upgraded in the in the new house and I got cable now. So I was like, okay, you know, no more streaming lags. All of these other things I was dealing with before. Sit down, watch a ball game, and I'm telling you, it is it's painful and there are so many other things i want to do with my time while watching a game of like well let let me you know i just let me go unbox this right over here as i as i watch the game and it's like oh all right we got through another couple of innings like yeah i know we're surviving out here like it is honestly it's been rough it's 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 not been fun and i think there's a combination of issues here with whether it's poor play from the offense whether it's the fact that look this whole Marcelo Zuna thing is still lingering like I mean it may not be affecting the team per se but he was a fun guy on this team Mm -hmm. and just like a morale booster and the fact that that whole situation went down and he's not there anymore and you have a, a lineup that it looked like on Sunday which I sent to you in a in a group chat that we've got, and it was just like, whoo! I mean, <laughs> rough times when you go through, a, a, you know, all the names that were uh, guys getting rest on Sunday, and they and they actually won that game. Like that was yeah, the thing. I know, it right? was. It That's seemed funny. like it seemed so clear that that Brian Snicker was not necessarily throwing in the towel. Like he's always going to want his guys to go out there and compete and try to win a game, but it was clearly like. Hey, we already lost the first two. We need to get, so we need some guys to get a couple of days, back-to-back days, knowing that Monday was off, them to get some extra rest, and then they win that game. And so it's it's well, uh, it's definitely been a long a long year. I just want to briefly recap because again, we did miss last week's show, so I want to recap a little bit of like what's happened in the meantime. Nothing really spectacular in the couple days after we would have recorded or after we did record our last show, but then. So something kind of changed around that that Dodgers series that happened last weekend where it felt like that was going to kind of be a jumping off point. You know, I yeah. remember I was doing interviews on our radio station talking about, you know, is did the Braves like prove something to themselves with this win and and it seemed like, you know, the players were saying that and Brian Snicker, you know, potentially was saying that. I I so say potentially was saying he was saying that it was potentially that kind of moment for this team. Um, and then you go in, you win the first game of the series on the road to start a road, uh, road trip against Philadelphia. And then it was like the ultimate catastrophe happened of like losing two straight games that they should have won um, in walk-off fashion, just like really embarrassing, not <laughs> embarrassing, but also just like completely demoralizing ways to lose two games in Philadelphia. That really seemed like it crushed me. <laughs> it yeah. crushed me watching those games because it kind of you know you you kind of knew when it happened, especially when you, the second one happened and it, you lost that Philadelphia series and you lost it in the fashion that you did. 
it totally wiped off any kind of good feelings that you had from that Dodgers series. Um, and of course, you know, that was, those were games that could have taken you, taken you above 500 and gotten you out of that bad uh, category of, of three teams that haven't been um, above 500. Uh, and then you lose the two to the Marlins. It was just like, it's just, well, I was about oh, to say man. it carried over. I think exactly. I think it definitely did. It, it's one of those losing the, what was it? I, it was ninth inning, two outs, I think, two strikes and you get a walk-off homer that ends things like it did. And it just, it definitely felt like it carried over because you go into extra innings against the Phillies again. And then once again, get walked off and a hundred percent felt like it carried over to uh, a Miami Marlins team who like we actually have to consider a a competition. Like this Mm -hmm. has been a team that was just, if there was ever a circle of date of getting some easy wins in the past, it was this team. And they had their fun little, their, their you know, their, I, I can't remember what, what their mantra was through the playoffs last year. But it was, the all of the excitement was around them. And still, I will say the other part of this that that frustrates me to no end is the fact that the Braves had the opportunity to keep Adam Duvall around and didn't do it. And now he's become the guy who's just going to regularly torture the Atlanta Braves with his offense. And just, I did it, did it with Max Freed. You know, it's just, <sighs> yeah, it seemed that one seems like a total curse situation. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, you're and getting he was so like, he was so cheap. I he know was, like, he was so I cheap know. to bring back. And it was, and it, you know, I mean, it was so many like, Oh, it'll be fine. It was just, you know, it's an, afterthoughts so, and just looking at this team now and how much they could use an outfielder with his pop no is kidding. like left fielder like yeah exactly Ooh. where he, he could have just slotted right in you know you it's so easy and I, I i give people a hard time about this myself yeah. of like nitpicking going back and like you know looking back in hindsight at moves that a gm made or didn't make and you know being like oh well you could have done this or not done that but man, when you think about that situation, the Adam Duvall situation combined with like the 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 overpay, the slight overpay of Drew Smiley, a player who has come in and been mediocre, I guess maybe to put it kindly, uh, he's been up and down, but it still seems like a miracle if he makes it to the fifth inning. Uh, and like every time he gets the, his third way through the through the lineup, it's a complete disaster. Um, to for that to have happened and to know that that may have been the difference in you know having the little bit amount of money to to be able to resign a guy like Adam Duvall and the other thing about Adam Duvall and again this stuff is probably overplayed but and maybe it's just my own bias that I just like him but um man like what a great clubhouse guy you know the, through the the whole pandemic weird season he's a diabetic he's you know at a higher risk for for stuff like that and he went out there and not only did his job but had one of the best seasons of his of his career, you know, it, it was just, man, it was a gut punch for him not to come back. And I kind yeah. of like, honestly, like when he does that to the Braves, I'm kind of like, hey, yeah, you know, like it's one of, it's <laughs> one of those, you you, yeah, it's what you get, <laughs> honestly, because so, and, and I think what's going to get blamed for a re for the reasons why a guy like Adam Duvall didn't stick around, the Braves didn't pay him is they're look, they're going to throw out the pandemic. The fact that, having no fans in the stands during 2020 really hurt the payroll, all of those sorts of things. But I just, if you have any foresight, I feel like you have to know if those things were going to turn around 
And now you're in a position where I was actually surprised, Joe, I don't know if you saw, uh, Jeff Schultz had a one-on-one with Alex Anthopoulos in The Athletic this past week. And uh, I was going to pull up a quote that he spoke about adding to this team that I was really surprised at the deadline because I figured that this would be a question that he would, that Alex Anthopoulos would deflect as we'll make those decisions as we get closer. Mm-hmm. But instead, uh, Jeff Schultz asked him, do you have the freedom to add payroll at the deadline if you want to? And Alex Anthopoulos says, things have definitely turned for the better in Georgia and across ballparks. Um, you've seen attendance. So we have the resources to add payroll to the club. The outlook is much different than it was in the offseason when there was a lot of uncertainty. We started the year, I think, at 25% capacity, moved up incrementally, and we're up to 100%. So we're absolutely in a position, and I've been told that as well, we can add payroll at the trade deadline. That's that's good. That's very good. It's surprising, honestly. It is. I, mean, I it just, is. I, like I said, I totally expected some form of deflection towards... You know, we'll decide because, as I've said on here, and I will continue to stay, I, st- I still firmly believe this. This is not the type of team that you add to. You just you, you go with what you've got, and you any, any sort of trade is made for next season and beyond, not this year. Right. Now, right. that's my opinion. You don't have to agree with it. You know, it's one of those. Alex Anthopoulos may not be thinking like that because of i mean you you can't just lay down i get that but that, that's just what it seems like so i was surprised to hear him say that he's willing to and he's been given the green light assuming by liberty media to do so that is really interesting and it's a conversation i actually wanted to have with you today because it was something i was talking to andy and randy about uh yesterday and uh, i think they were kind of surprised at my uh nihilistic attitude toward toward all of this but like you know they were they were asking about you know where the Braves might be able to upgrade at the trade deadline and I'm not discounting the fact that they they uh, may be able to do that and again what you the the Alex Anthopoulos quote in Jeff Schultz's article in the athletics clearly points to I like I'm honestly surprised that he would say that because it sets up the anticipation that it's going yeah. to happen you know like yeah. it, it's it, it sets it does like like what if you go out if you say that and then like don't end up making a deal to bring somebody in it's like you just kind of set everybody up you like inflate the balloon only to pop it you know um so that's interesting but the way I look at this is like how much do you actually want to risk uh in terms of trying to add on to you know a team that is I'm going to say falling apart and I, I don't say that in terms of like their, you know, camaraderie with one another or anything, but just in terms of guys who have, you know, dropped out of this team for one reason or another, whether it's Waskar Yanoa punching something and breaking his hand or, uh, or, um, Travis Darno, you know, by no fault of his own, te- you know, tearing a ligament in his thumb, or obviously you have the whole Marcelo Zuna situation. It just feels like everything that has happened to you really. Is kind of crazy, you know. You you couldn't have expected it going into the season, um, and why try to like piss in the wind? Essentially, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you know, it, that's what it feels like to me. If you're like going out and trying to like add a left fielder to a team when you're, you know, what I don't know what they might be. Let's call it three or three to five games under five hundred at the trade window. It's like you're at the trade deadline. Um, you know, I, maybe some. I'm I'm sure there are fans out there who are like do everything you have to do to you know, try to be as good as you can. I, I totally understand that, but I'm just, 
I don't want them to like give up too much, of course, um, to be able to do something like that. And I'm just kind of curious as like what your whole take is on uh, on that situation, and just like you know, how much do you try to fight a season in which it seems like every every step you take is a, you step on a rake. Yeah, I think you've this Braves team has just reached too much of a point where spending this year is not worth it. You have Freddie Freeman, who's batting two thirty seven right now. Okay, insane. That's yeah. That that is your league MVP a year ago is now batting you know sub two forty. That's not good. You've got one of your best starting pitchers. Mike Soroka, you haven't seen all year, and now you're throwing out the fact that, oh, he's coming back in August. Oh, Waskari Noah, who, yeah, punched and broke his hand. Oh, he's coming back in August. Oh, yeah, you know, our catcher, Travis Darno. Oh, he's coming back in August, too. And I'm thinking, like, <laughs> I I feel like in some ways that you, you talk about, you know, Alex Anthopoulos really getting folks excited. Like, this is a dangerous place to be where... When guy when those guys come back in August, it's just to see can they play baseball? Like not are they ready for the playoffs and to go win a World Series? Right, no, right. no, no, no. We just want to see can they do the the normal parts of their job and finish off a year and be like tip of the cap. Whoo, got through this one. And I feel like in some sort of weird way, Alex Anthopoulos who if I mean he's he's been giving all the opportunity to be like we're not giving up on the year but we're focused on the future. It seems like he's like no, I think we might go all in and push our chips to the middle of the table. And it's like I'm sorry, you didn't do that a year ago. Yeah, right. A year yeah. ago, <laughs> yeah. a year ago when you were all you were one went away, and if you had added some pieces, maybe you would have made it to the World Series. Oh, you don't want to do it then because it was a pandemic year. But now, because the money's flowing again, because it's 100% capacity, now you'll spend on a team that has got so many holes, and your and your your you know your your league MVP is is not hitting. It's like it's not worth it. I'm sorry. I know it's I know it's very Debbie Downer, and and maybe I'm buying into the the whole Atlanta curse, and like you know, oh, this is why you Atlanta fans are are you know. Are, are not that invested in your teams because you don't want them. To, no, I want the Braves to win. I just oh, yeah. don't, I don't think they're going to. And so I certainly don't want to do any rentals or sell off anything for this year specific. I am all in trade for future because that's when you're more likely to get these guys back. It just, it, it just doesn't seem worth it to me this year. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, it, it it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, and again, it's like, <laughs> the Braves are gonna have to break this five hundred barrier at some point. Yeah. If they if they <laughs> if they really want to feel like they have a chance. Um, That's the, I would. And the one thing, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you you talk about you know being sub five hundred, and it's so funny because you'll you'll hear and and it's it's guys that I love on our radio station who who do it. Of this, like, I mean, you know, the Braves aren't that far out of first place. Like, it wouldn't take much of a swing for them to get back into things. And it's like, sure. It also wouldn't take much for them to be last yeah, <laughs> in the division. Like, it's like, I mean, let's, you know, let's let's be optimistic. Uh, I mean, I, I get the optimism, but let's be realistic. And I just, 
I don't know that we're so willing to do that when we were a year ago being one game away from the World Series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, one thing I was going to mention that I did see that Alex Anthopoulos said in that um, in the Jeff Schultz interview, and I think you mentioned it, was Mike Soroka coming back in August. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he threw that out there like, what? <laughs> because obviously Brian Snicker had the whole thing where he slipped up and said he was going to be out for the year. And, well, um, I was about to say, Brian Snicker told the truth <laughs> and people came back and were like, hey, you can't do that. And he was like, my bad. Okay. But again, like this <laughs> brings Soroka back, plays directly into this conversation that we're having about making a trade in terms of just like, what are you risking? Um, you know, what are you, how, how hard are you going to push some of, and, and th- in this case, it's a play, an individual player and his health. And it's like how, and, and that has huge ramifications when you talk about setting yourself up for following seasons. You know, I was actually just thinking about, I feel like this team has the makings of a really good rotation going into next year. If you look at Max Fried, um, uh, Mike Soroka, Ian Anderson, and Tucker Davidson, and Waskar Yanoa, I may have repeated one of those guys, but you know, like you've got some quality there and I just would hate to, for them to do anything this season that might, you know, hinder Mike Soroka's ability to be throwing 100% next season. Now, maybe maybe bringing him back makes him more capable of doing that. I don't know, but th- that was just shocking to me considering all the troubles that he's been through. I would kind of want him to... Um, I just wouldn't want him to come up and feel like the pressure of like having to like step into, you know, a situation where this team is trying to chase a playoff berth and, you know, he's got to feel like he's got to give everything and you know but all all that stuff i'm i'm just and very concerned some, about that situation i was about to say and do something to injure himself right. again like that's i mean i think one of the, the places that people don't realize we are with mike soroka is we're one more re-injury away from that's a wrap like i you know i mean not to not to be no, dramatic yeah, yeah. but being real like that's what this it's we're dealing with injury. yeah when yeah. when a guy continues to re-injure the same thing, he's not going to continue to play. And so you need to give him the full amount of time. And I thought announcing that they were shutting him down for the year as much as it was crushing, it's honestly one of those, it's so comparable to a guy we, we've we brought up so many times on this podcast, Kevin Durant. <laughs> like yeah, Kevin yep, Durant, yep. when he first injured himself, rushed back for the playoffs, re-injured it again and then got helped out by the pandemic season where he was able to get more than enough time to rehab and come back that's exactly what it would have been for Mike Soroka to come back next season however if we're back in the rushing things because oh well maybe the maybe the Braves are close to making a wild card berth and we rush this thing again and something goes wrong then then we're you know this we're left with nothing i think it's it's difficult it is difficult to say you know oh this Braves team like this pitching staff looks really good for next season because we said that at the end of 2020 sure like at the end of 2020 we were like look guys at least the optimism is coming into next year things are going to go well and and they didn't work out like that however it is more optimistic to look at what the possibility of this rotation in this team would look like a year from now than it does trading for a piece or two of 
guys who I don't e- I don't even really know who's available if I'm honest. Uh you know like going all in on maybe making a wild card berth this year. Like it just doesn't seem worth it where it was to me a year ago when the Braves were really in contention for things and I was like, "Hey, ship you know ship Austin Riley out of here get me Mike Clevenger (laughs) and like clearly that was a bad decision but it was one of those like make a move for something to win now I don't want a win now move I want a for the future move yeah okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Same. Uh, Okay, so I want to move on, and I want to kind of go back to something that we were talking about earlier in our discussion, but it will play into, you know, a national discussion of what's happening around baseball in terms of uh, there's been this big thing about foreign substances being removed from the game, and I honestly feel like I want to kind of just start this by saying that I feel like or am wondering if one of the reasons we're finding this Braves season so difficult to watch is the fact that you know, it, it plays into these foreign substances and the fact that batting averages are is down around the league, that strike swings and misses are up around the league. It's like every metric you can think of is going the wrong way until like this last week. It's <laughs> things have yeah. kind of started to change. Um, and obviously it has to do with players using, you know, pitchers. It's been, you know, they've been using all kinds of the mixes of pine tar and rosin and suntan lotion to get the right concoction to help them grip the ball. Um, of course the hitters in the past have been generally okay with this. Like they, it's kind of been, you know, it's the, the unspoken secret or whatever, the spoken secret that like you can just use that stuff. If it's going to help you grip the ball and not hit guys in the face, (laughs) not unlike we saw Jacob Webb do earlier this season to Kevin Pillar, um, then that's fine. And, and the the hitters would rather just deal with good pitching than, than the wild pitching and, and worried about getting hit. Um, I know that you've you, you kind of have some takes on this, so I'll let you go. But I just I, I am wondering if that is one of the reasons why the usage of these foreign substances have made the game in general a little bit unwatchable. I'm interested to see what this what the game will start to look like when these things start to get removed. So first off, the problem with this conversation is that it's multiple conversations. 
there are are divisions amongst what we're talking about with foreign substances and it's problematic when they all get grouped together and that's mainly i i blame major league baseball for that i blame yeah. yep. there there is a a maturity at least i would call it a maturity that i think major league baseball should have with this that all major league baseball is doing right now is finger pointing they're finger pointing at the pitchers and saying they're cheating and we've got to crack down on this. We've got to do something about this. And then you get, as you alluded to, Pete Alonso, who was a part of, you know, was a part of this Mets team that was at the Braves game that I was at, sitting on the third baseline when I saw Kevin Pillar get hit in the face by Jacob too. Webb, yeah, yep. and, and get his nose broken, and you know, I mean, all that was incredibly graphic. Pete Alonso saw that uh, place for the Mets, and he was like, "Look." I want pitchers having grip so that that doesn't happen because these guys are throwing faster than they've ever thrown. And he wants pitchers to be able to have command on what they're throwing involved in that is where we got with Garrett Cole and spider tech. Okay. So spider tech, I actually had to look it up. It is a substance right now. If you Google spider tech, you can buy it off Amazon uh, it is for weightlifting. It's it's this this compound that you rub on your hands that helps you stick to the bar better. Now, the picture that I saw on Amazon is a guy who put it on his hand and then put his hand on a center block and didn't have to grip the center block. It just picked straight up. Huh. Okay. So, like, that's why I say, like, there's different conversations because should pitchers have something that helps them with their grip? Yes, because the rosin bag exists in the first place to help with that. Now, clearly, it seems to me that the rosin bag is not good enough to help pitchers with their grip. And so other guys are adding suntan lotion or whatever it may be. And the Braves are no, the Braves are no, uh, you know, they're not on the outside looking in at this. I saw a TikTok uh, last week of Waskar Enoa reaching on the inside of his belt this season mm -hmm. to grab something. Like, everybody is doing this. Mm -hmm. Now, different guys are using different things. The reason why spider tech is a problem is because it's taking it a step further from grip, and it's helping spin rate. So it's giving you these wiffle ball-type pitches on breaking balls. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. Now, I think, A, if... Major League Baseball is going to change the baseball, which is what they've done. And that was the bigger problem that Pete Alonso had is he was like, hey, I'm fine with pitchers using substances to have better grip. But how about we have a discussion about the fact that the baseball has been changing and we've never really discussed it because it's like, oh, offense is down. Well, Major League Baseball admitted at the beginning of the year it's, that they deadened the ball. It's a huge so, deal that they just changed yeah. the baseballs like it's wild that that and, happens and, that's, and there's not as much talked about as there yeah should be. And, and that's why i feel like this whole foreign substance thing is a hey look at my right hand look at my right hand don't look at my left hand behind my back uh -huh. like this is you know oh we're changing the baseball but oh we're gonna blame these pitchers for the foreign substance now since how is major league baseball able to change the baseball oh because they own rawlings the company that makes it so my thought is why don't you make a substance that is a level playing field for yeah. all pitchers to use? Clearly, the rosin bag isn't good enough, so can we not take it a step further that helps with grip, but that doesn't increase spin rate to some insane amount that we're seeing with spider tech? 
and I think there would be a compromise and a reasonable ground. But no, Major League Baseball is just going to go, and and now the I think they came out with a memo today that said, oh, we're going to suspend pitchers for ten games, uh, anyone who gets caught using illegal substances, and it's it's still this whole scenario where. It's like the the opposing manager has to bring it to the attention of the umpire or the umpire has to see it. And what umpire really wants to put it on himself to, you know, affect the game? No, it's just, it's, they're not really going to fix the problem that they've partially helped create by Mm -hmm. changing the baseball. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just... It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know, I think it was Trevor Bauer who I heard saying this was saying that, um, yeah, I'm going to put the spider tech thing to a side, but it, he was saying that, and I think it was him. I hope I'm attributing the right person, but the combination of rosin and suntan lotion when mixed makes a really sticky substance. And if that's mm-hmm. the case, and if that is actually, if it's sticky enough where it is adding spin, uh, and giving them an advantage, that is one I think that you can't really control for because no. like you can't say players can't wear suntan lotion unless you want to remove the rosin bag or something, but that doesn't make any sense either. Um, that is a problem. Like I don't think they'll ever really be able to get rid of that. Like I think pitchers will always be clever um, and they'll always be able to you know, make things work for them that are inside the bounds, and I don't think that there's any way to kind of um govern that honestly i do think that there is a a good solution a good middle ground to like you said make your own substance make your own legal substance that pitchers are fine with because at the end of the day to pete alonzo's point like both sides i think have fair points to make i think that the added spin is actually affecting the game in a detrimental way for fans where the game is becoming too boring like it's so much harder to like you know hit through the order in an inning and and, like you know string a bunch of hits together and have a rally like that um we're definitely seeing more of the the three true outcome you know type baseball happening but on the other hand i I totally understand where guys like pete alonzo are coming from so you can't just say it's all you know one-sided you you gotta take all sides into account and come up with some fair solution but you know, one of the reasons I'm kind of pessimistic about this whole situation is just I have a very little faith in Major League Baseball to, you know, come to a a, a good resolution <laughs> to all this, considering the way that, you know, things typically go with Major League Baseball and handling these types of disputes. So, um, but I am very, just very fascinated to see how this shakes out this season. And I would say, you know, looking at this from a Braves perspective, it couldn't hurt for if, no. if you have if you no. have some major ruling like this that comes in and could potentially add a lot of volatility to, volatility to all baseball teams across the board then you know it may work out in your favor like it may it may be good for you it may it may not be but it seems like something that could potentially um be a benefit and it seems like the Braves need something like that because of all the bad things that have happened to them so far this season that we've kind of gone through already well, I was about to say it could be something that could be helpful or it could backfire. Could backfire. And, and, you know, and it could be something that on top of everything else hurts the Braves because look, when we have this conversation about spin rate, you know, ultimately being how, you know, how fast the the ball is spinning on on breaking balls, it's one of those who have we been talking about all year on the Braves staff <laughs> who's had the highest spin rate of his career? I've been thinking about him too. Oh, 
just yeah. a guy by the name of Charlie Morton. And so <laughs> I I will be at the game on I think it's what Max Thursday? Freed too. I mean Max yeah. Freed. I, well, I don't know. I don't know if he uses this a substance or whatever, but he's definitely reliant on a ton of spin. Yeah, and so that's why I'm curious to see Charlie Morton's next start where I know it's like, is there going to be a problem there or you know, cause I, I, like I said, there's, there's a guy on TikTok who like literally devotes his life to going to every, <laughs> all 30 teams and pointing out pitchers who use it. And he even had one where, uh, he, he had claimed that he thought Shane Bieber, uh, of the Cleveland Indians was clean and wasn't using anything except that there was a game here in the last, I think week or two where the first three innings, he was just all over the place. And then all of a sudden he came back in and started rubbing the inside of his glove and the rest of, you know, his, I think he threw two more innings after that point and he was just spot on. And it was like, Hmm. Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah, you, you know, you talk about, it is really tough to have this. It's tough to have a middle ground because you understand where both sides are coming from. You look at, you know, the one side is, hey, they're cheating because they're they're using a foreign substance. They're using something to affect them. However, you look at it from the opposite way and it's like, yeah, but it's also helping you, you know, offensive player because they at least have a better, you know, control of where it's going to go as we're regularly in the hundreds of, you know, speed wise, how how fast guys are throwing and it's just that's that's why I am I don't know I I got on this thing and, and maybe it's not the right idea but I'm like you own Rawlings create a product and then study that product and have umpires be able to tell that product from Spider Tech or from something else where you could literally walk up and go you know okay no this is this is Major League Baseball stuff and this is you're using something else you're gone. Like mm. I, I just, I feel like that's reasonable. I feel like it's a place you could go, and yet, I mean, like you said, I, I have no faith in Major League Baseball <laughs> doing the reasonable thing right now. They, you know, this memo that they sent out, it's essentially saying that, let's see, umpires will perform period checks of all starting and relief pitchers on both teams throughout each game. Now, is that my question? Is that going to be done? by the umpires on the field or an extra set of crew officials. I think it should be an extra set of crew officials because the one thing major league baseball doesn't need is longer games yeah, because yeah. now we're checking, you know, pitchers. Uh, it says starters will be subject to more than one mandatory check each game and relief pitchers must be checked once they conclude an inning in which they entered a game or when they are removed from a game, whichever comes first. Uh, catchers will be subject to routine inspections and position players may be searched. Huh. Okay. So we're, we're going to check everybody. <laughs> and you know, if it, I mean, that's just, it, it's, you know, it gets back to the, what it, it's sun, you know, say it's sunscreen. You're going to tell me to stop wearing sunscreen. Right. You know, then, oh no, then MLB, you know, players association lawyers are going to be all over that and that ain't going to happen. So it's just, it's it's a mess. It's the latest thing, and it's something that when I thought about earlier, I was like, "Why is it that with Major League Baseball, it's always a scandal or a controversy? We never talk about anything good when it comes to Major League Baseball as a whole. It's always just controversy and scandals. Yeah, they're 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 yeah, <laughs> I have uh, issues with the way they yeah. uh, operate executively. Um, I I just I 
about the it backfiring. It definitely could backfire, but I would just say if you, if it backfires, you're already kind of not <laughs> yeah. really in contention right yeah. now, anyway. So it's like you no. know, may as well shoot for some volatility and uh, hope hopefully maybe shake things up and you get something out of it. Who knows? But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe at, le- at the very least, I just want it to be the game to be more fun to watch. You know, so maybe it leads to that. Who knows? Yeah. No. Fair enough. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Uh, only thing I wanted to mention was uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. was obviously taken out for a pectoral strain or just yeah. some pectoral tightness or, or soreness uh, in the game on Sunday. He is back in the lineup tonight leading off. So uh, Brian Snicker mentioned after the game said he wanted to play through it, but it was precautionary to take him out. So uh, you can exhale now that uh, he is back in the lineup. Yeah, it was, it was one of those, oh, just add it to the list of, I know, of injuries I know. that happened. I with thought him. the same exact thing. <laughs> but thankfully, you're right, that that he's all right and going to be back in the lineup. Tucker Davidson getting the start tonight against Eduardo Your boy, Rodriguez. Tucker Davidson. Yeah. I know you're happy about been, this. He's been looking good. He's great. No, he's, yeah. been looking, he's been looking really good. We'll talk about more about him on the next show, I'm sure. Fun sure. to talk to as well. He's just interesting, interesting yeah. person. Yeah, he's a fun guy, and he's actually he's another one. He's a good TikTok follower, uh, or follow. Uh, he's 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 funny. He's just you know likes to. He's definitely the life of the party, and and likes to have fun. And, and it's always have it's good to have those type of guys on your team. Uh, the, so the Braves, like I said, we're uh, they'll face Boston tonight and tomorrow. Uh, go on a little four game stint against the uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. And then by the next time we're talking next week, we'll be in the middle of a series against the New York Mets. So, I mean, a really interesting time. Who knows? Are we dealing with another roller coaster or are we dealing with the Braves being able to string together some wins? Will, we'll, this, we'll, will, this, will this be the first series against the Cardinals since uh, since the NLDS in 2019? I think it would be. I think you are correct. Maybe huh. we can uh, slay some ghosts. I was I was about to say that's that's a memory I had chosen to lock away and forget <laughs> about and will assuredly get brought up uh, come Thursday. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, thanks everybody for watching. If you're watching on Facebook Live, and uh, of course, as always, go find us wherever you listen to podcasts, especially on the Odyssey app. For my co-host Joe Patrick, I'm Caleb Johnson. Thank you for listening to Batter Up. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.